Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Wrapping up what is what? The third week of August. Seth Harp, Harp on Sports, the bar. Here on the Harp on Sports podcast, audio, and media network. Before we get started, as always, share, follow, like, like, follow, share. At Harpon Sports on the Twitter, at Harpon Sports on Instagram, HarponSports.com. And of course, the Harpon Sports podcasting page, The Bar, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts. She's all there for you, including the Harpon Sports YouTube Challenge. What do we have in store for you on this edition of The Bar? The Buck. What is the Buck? I'll tell you what the Buck is. Goodell's Goodwill, Roger Goodell. Talking with Sam Ocho on a podcast about what he would say to Colin Kaepernick, his message to Colin Kaepernick, and we'll wrap up with little legacy loss. Let's start off with the Buck first. Um, it's something that, unless you've been in charge or responsible for other people, you don't know. There's no other way to describe it. Unless you're responsible for other people or have been in charge, it's something you cannot fathom. It's something that you cannot comprehend. And that's the buck stopping here. I'm responsible. By the way, who said it? Who's responsible for it? Harry Truman, President Harry Truman, saying I'm responsible for it. I'm okay with it. I'm responsible for the actions. I can live and die with this. Over the years, it's changed. Winners want the ball, right? You know, who wants to be up in the bottom of the ninth with two outs? Who wants the ball in their hands? When the game's on the line. All of those things. Well, the buck belongs to whom in this conversation? Over the course of the last 72 to 96 hours, there has been a growing sentiment that the Big Ten coaches wanted to play. All the Big Ten coaches wanted to play. All the athletic directors wanted to play in the Big Ten. Great. Fantastic. They're not responsible for this. The president of the university is. The president of the university is responsible for things. And that's why the president of the university is where he or she is. They're responsible. So this whole thing about all the coaches wanted to play, the athletic directors wanted to play, it doesn't matter. They're not in charge. Do you let your high school son or daughter make the decisions for the household? You don't. Who makes it? The parents. The parents. Now, you entrust those below you to make the decisions that are necessary based on their age level and what's responsible of them. You trust if you buy your kid a car or pay for your kid's insurance, they won't go out and wreck it. You have certain trust levels, but the buck stops here with the university presidents. I think it's interesting that all the coaches wanted to play. The athletic directors wanted to play. Of course they did. Of course they did. But they're responsible. The coaches are responsible for how many students? 70? 70 athletes? Coaches? 100 people? Coaches are responsible for 100 people. Athletic directors are responsible for what? 1,000? I'm I'm really stretching here. 500? Athletic directors on any campus are responsible for 500 people. Coaches, 100 maybe at the football level. University president at Ohio State responsible for 60,000, if not more. The president of Ohio State is responsible for 60,000 people. A football coach is responsible for maybe 100, if you count all the coaches. Maybe. So that's not as simple as, well, the coaches wanted to play, the athletic directors wanted to play. Of course they did. 
quick question. Who makes a decision when a player goes back in a game if they're hurt? This whole thing, the coaches wanted to do this. Oh, okay, fine. Who makes the decision? If a player is hurt, whether or not they go back in a game. The coach make that decision? Uh-uh. Why isn't the coach allowed to make that decision? When it's the health and well-being of the player, who makes that decision whether or not a player goes back in a game? Who is it? It's the trainer. It's the doctor. And now coaches at every level or players at every level don't want a trainer or a doctor that has anything to do with the school. Why? Look over the past 15 years, gang. More and often than not, their best interest aligns with the school, not with the player. This story is a non... Well, you can make it a story if you want to. It just shows a lack of comprehension and understanding. It really, really does. Anybody that plays the card, hey, the Big Ten coaches and the athletic director wanted to play has never been in charge of anything in their life, whether it's a parent, whether it's a boss, whether it's a manager. They're worker bees. They're drones. They've never been a queen. Never had to make decisions for other people. Of course, coaches wanted to play. ADs wanted to play too. Money, at stake, livelihood. Of course, you're going to make a decision under that. It's tough to take a step back and go, wait a second here. This may benefit me, but it may not benefit all of us. If a Here's what happens. If an SEC football season or a Big Ten football season begins, two Ohio State football players get COVID-19 and die, who are they going to sue? They're going to sue the school. Who's going to pay for it? The head football coach? No, the school's responsible. Schools have 30, 40, in some cases, Harvard. How many billions of dollars of an endowment does Harvard have? It's a ridiculous amount. Billion-dollar endowments. Your football season's important. It's worth, what, $100 million? But when the school's got a $12 billion endowment... And your college football season is worth $100 million. A university president is not about to deep six his or her university so you can have a football season. He's not. She's not. That's not smart business. That's not intelligent. If I got somebody that's costing me money or somebody that's a gigantic risk, you know, it's what, it's above your pay grade. It's above your salary. I'm not going to deep six my school. I'm not going to do it. That's why the university presidents are in charge. Not football coaches. That's why trainers are in charge of, and, and doctors are in charge of decisions whether or not to let students, student athletes go back in games. Why? Coaches, what's going to do in his best interest or her interest? AD is going to do what's in his or her best interest. The university president's got to do what's in charge of everybody's interest. The trainer or the doctor is going to do what's in the best interest, the medical interest of the individual. It's absurd. Well, anybody that pushes a story about the Big Ten coaches wanted to play and says, see, they should be playing there, does not get it and hasn't been in charge or responsible for anything ever, ever. Not anything important anyway. You may have had a goldfish or a gerbil or a hamster. Come on. Be smarter than that. Be smarter than that. So, university presidents. And that's what's going to happen here at the SEC. At the end of the day, who's going to make the call on all this? The presidents. The presidents are going to make the call on all of this. Not going to be the athletic director or the coaches, and neither should it be. It's not the coach's responsibility to determine whether or not a player is healthy enough to go in a game or not. That's the trainer or the doctor's responsibility. The coach has a say in X's and O's and how the game is structured, and that's fine. Who plays and who doesn't? Who gets benched and who goes in? That's fine. But when it comes to medical matters, I want to coach around medical matters. If you don't trust a coach to determine whether or not the health of a player is good enough to go in a game, but we're going to let coaches... Make the decision on COVID-19 and health-related scenarios? 
hard pass. Sorry, hard pass. They don't get to say. They don't. Good God. It's ridiculous. Well, the parents want their kids to play. Sure they do. Of course they do. University of President, it's not just as simple as your kid or your daughter. Everybody gets caught up too much in them, them. That's at the root of this problem with mask wearing. What about me? What about me and my inconvenience? What about that little old lady you're going to kill? Oh, whatever. Me! Me! Those are the store this weekend. Mother and daughter, and they're chilling with that one, staring at it. It's always funny. People without masks always stare at people that have one, like they want to pick a fight. It's funny. Anytime I'm in a store, mask on, I always make eye contact with somebody that doesn't have one. They're angry people, angry, bitter, little people, little people, lacking of moral fiber to the nth degree. I'm still not getting to football season this fall collegiately. You're not going to, oh, the SEC, South Carolina approves 20,000 fans. I'm not saying you're not going to get a game. You may get a couple games. But anybody that's smart can see how this is going to end. But fine, you want to believe in the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus, you go ahead. Reality in one hand. Wishing in another. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see how this works out. We've done a bang-up job, haven't we, America? 175,000 people dead? All right. 70,000 in the next highest number on that list. Although China probably has 300,000, but they don't tell anybody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Believe it. Believe it. Believe your snake oil salesman that just had his son and his former buddy screw a bunch of you out of hundreds of millions of dollars for a wall. Trust that guy. Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell has, I don't want to say extended an olive branch. He's basically come out and said he's sorry. Talking with Sam Ocho via the podcast, via Sam Ocho. Talking about how we should have listened. Sorry, we should have listened a couple years ago. Your kneeling wasn't about the national anthem. You used that stage to bring attention to something, but it had nothing to do with that. It had nothing to do with that. And here's something else about people that get it. Great line. People that don't get it don't know they don't get it. And that's what happened with the national anthem and the flag protests. Now, look, you could, oh, there's a right time and a right place for that. Okay, kneeling quietly. Okay, let's have a sit-in in a road and block traffic. No, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. Okay, so I can't do it peacefully. I can't do it quietly. Let's burn a bunch of stuff. Let's have a riot. No, 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 you can't do that. Okay, we can't riot. That's a criminal activity. Okay, I, I give you that. We can't do it peacefully and quietly. Um, we can't have a rally. Let's go downtown. Let's do it downtown. Ah, no, what happened in Charlottesville? I'm going to run my car through your crowd. Nobody has ever told me how you can peacefully protest. Oh, there's a right time and a right place for it. You ever notice the people that say right time, right place for it, and never, never give you that time and never give you that place unless that time and that place is quiet alone in your house where nobody can see you? It's a true story. Absolute true story. And on this front, Roger Goodell, sorry, we should have listened a couple years ago. This protest has nothing to do with the national anthem. It has nothing to do with the troops. Of course it isn't. Of course it doesn't. Never did. Now look, Colin Kaepernick is not without fault. Colin Kaepernick is not without flaw. Wearing the pig socks, extremely inappropriate. But doing that doesn't override the message. It reminds me of the George Floyd thing. When George Floyd dies, gets killed, murdered, Everything goes down. It's like, well, he was no altar boy. Ah, so choke him to death. He got in trouble in the past. Isn't that funny? When somebody is killed by a law enforcement agent, the first thing people do is go back through their record and go, hey, let me, let me look back through. Got arrested four years ago. Oh, murder him then. 
Well, he's no altar boy. He wasn't an altar boy. That happened with that Ahmed Aubrey situation in Georgia, where he's gunned down by those two racist piles of shit. Yeah, why not? It's the internet. Like, well, there had been reports that he had been looking in houses. He went into a construction site and looked at the house as it was being built. Murder him. Shoot him. Kill him. Why not? Yeah, why not? Protect the property. Vigilanteism is at its worst. But even if he, and I remember the reports like, he got in trouble in school. Oh, murder him then. Why not? Kill him. Isn't that, isn't that just heinous? When you when anybody dies and gets killed by law enforcement, I always get a I always get a sinking feeling in my gut when I hear somebody saying, "Well, he wasn't an altar boy, so he deserved to be murdered because he got in trouble in high school." <laughs> Gun him down then, yeah, why not? Back then, he he got in trouble for stealing a candy bar. No altar boy, murder him then. Good God, justifying your heinous behavior. So through all of this. Right. As I get back to Colin Kaepernick here, he's not without fault. The pig socks during certain things, grandstanding at tryouts. Yes. But the message is true. The message, the message is virtuous. It is. The man is at fault at times, but the message is true. Isn't it? So when Roger Goodell comes out and says we should have listened, you should have. It's tough for somebody to take a step back when they see something that they're not used to and going, wait a second, let me look at this and let me analyze this and let me think about this. Okay, he's kneeling during the national anthem. Okay, kneeling during the national anthem. Okay, you've got my attention. Why? Police brutality. Interesting. Interesting. Well, you don't play anymore. Think about that. That was the first reaction, right? Well, you don't play. He's just doing it because he doesn't play. All right, that's nothing to do with it, but sure, why not? Well, he wore those pig socks. Okay, the, the, the troops. Troops. Yeah, people die for that flag. No, people die for the country. People sacrifice their lives for the country. Well, the flag is a symbol of the country. Yes, symbol of the country. Not the country. Not the country. The country is made of people. Not cotton and polyester. And then you get into the whole thing. Oh, the flag deserves to be respected. Yeah, it does. Well, if you go through and look at the laws about the flag, you're not supposed to wear it as a bandana or a beach towel or a bikini for double d's but you do it don't you but you do it the american flag is not supposed to be used for napkins and paper plates stuff like that but you do it see how you go down this wormhole well the flag is no 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 you disrespect it all the time with your american flag pajama pants that you're wearing at the grocery store buying 48 packs of beef jerky at 11 30 in the morning on the weekend true story so look roger goodell we should have listened you should have didn't should have no people will continue to double down on this double down double down i still disagree with him of course you do how could he be a well he shouldn't have done it that way how should it be a done it he was quiet he took a knee and then the president of the united states came out and called him a son of a bitch your boy right man that loves the country loves the country so much he gassed his own people to go pose with a bible in front of a church that he never went in what a great leader but he talks tough, right? That's all that matters. As long as you talk shit to people, you're cool. <laughs> so, good for Roger Goodell. Now, what are you going to do about it? Somebody going to give him a tryout? I, I, I'd like to think so. It'd have to be a place, once again, that just like 
the one side has the bottom 10%. The other side has a bottom 10% too. People that think he should play no matter what. Those people thought Tim Tebow should start no matter what. And the, oh, put him in the NFL. He should start no matter what. Okay. The only way Tim Tebow is going to work is if Tim Tebow were in a situation where he wasn't going to start behind a Tom Brady in New England. He couldn't be in a place where he had a chance uh, the, the quarterback throws an interception. All of a sudden, people start chanting Tebow. That's why it wouldn't work. You can't bring him in as a backup. Yeah, a quarterback that you're trying to develop, bad news. So the only place Colin Kaepernick could work could be like a Kansas City. Colin Kaepernick could work in uh, Seattle where he's not going to play. But then again, if he's not going to play, why bring him in? What does he want financially? If I were doing that, Colin will bring you in. We're going to make all this public. We'll pay you a million dollars to be the backup. It's about the only way you could do it. Only way you could do it. Lastly, good for Roger Goodell. A little legacy lost. Indianapolis 500. That broke my heart, watching it without fans. It did. That was terrible. Broke my heart. Broke my heart watching that race with nobody in the stands. And I I know it's three months late. Three months later than it usually is. So we haven't learned anything. And it was an exciting race. But, you know, one thing I don't like about at least IndyCar and look, the names, the Andrettis, the Fittipaldis, the Unsers, it's not the same. You still have the Andrettis a little bit. But... You know, it's just not in the narrative as much as it used to be. And when I was a kid, the the race wasn't even live. It was tape delayed. You get to watch it at night. It was tape delayed during the day. In the NBA Finals when I was really little, it was tape delayed. It wasn't live. Isn't that amazing? Not that long ago. I'm not that old. I'm getting there. So I remember when I was a kid, the Indy 500, you had to watch it at night. We listened to it during the day on the radio watching at night and you know it was just a just this fantastic weekend and a pomp and circumstance and look growing up in indiana it was different it was i get it i get it but this was the biggest spectacle in all of racing and the fact that you have a wreck with five laps to go and that ends the race it's like could you imagine a football game with five minutes to go looking around going okay, it's over you have a chance to stop somebody you always have a chance Stop them on third down to win. You always have a chance. You get this onside kick, you always have a chance, and then the game ends. You're never in a situation where, like, okay, you don't have a chance to win now. And that's what happens. If you are auto racing, a a race can never end under a caution flag. It can't. It just can't. You come back and have one lap, one one track around. You can't end under caution. I've been at two races that have ended under caution. Two wins, maybe three. Maybe three races I've witnessed – Somebody, you sit there for four hours, tailgating for eight, having a good time. You sit there and watch the race, and then with three laps to go, there's a wreck, and everybody cruises across the finish line at a rate slower than you drive through a neighborhood. Track looked good. It just, it just, and what has to happen for that to that, that race to lift again? Danica gave it a little shot. What you need is you need a dominant force at that level. You need a Tiger Woods. You need a dominant force at that level to make that race what it is again. You need an Andretti to win four. I know the record's four, right? Mears won four. Um, come on, Seth. See if you can still do this. A.J. Foyt won four. Ellenser Sr. won four. Mears, Foyt, Sr. Each have won four. Is there another one? I think that's it. I think that's it. Foyt, Mears, Ellenser Sr. Junior won it twice. I think there's ever been, I think I've got the three, four. Castro Neves won it three times. Bobby Unser won it three times. I remember that stuff. But you need you need a dominant force. You need somebody that wins it six, seven times 
That's how, that's, oh my gosh, let's watch this guy again. Let's watch her again. Let's watch it. It's the only way that's going to work. So, Indy, you already bring the Indy 500 back. You need somebody, like, even, uh, is it Tamuka Sato that won? Okay, it's big for Japan, but in order to make it in America work, you need an American that wins it three times in a row, four times in a row, four out of six, something like this guy's going to win again, that type of thing. A dominant force, a Tiger Woods type of force. All right, that does it for the bar. Harp on Sports. Podcast, media, audio network. Uh, Scott Kaepernick making more money not getting tryouts. He doesn't want one. Yeah, I look right now. What do they say in the man that shot Liberty Valance? When the legend becomes a fact, print the legend. Right now, the pomp and circumstance of him is greater than maybe his actual impact playing football. It's a true story. Check it out. Uh, again, Harp on Sports, if you haven't already, at Harp on Sports Twitter, at Harp on Sports Instagram, Harp on Sports, uh, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. You can check out the podcast, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast, at Harp on Sports, the bar. Thanks for making us a part of your week here. Final week of August. Uh, the NFL season is two weeks from Thursday. The NFL season is less than 20 days away now. Let that one sink in. The NFL season is less than 20 days away now. Doesn't feel like it does it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your week. You've been listening and watching The Bar on the Harp on Sports audio podcast media network.